All right, welcome to another episode of Heroic Debate, and we are on time. How about that? Yeah, we two, didn't let we didn't let five months go before two we got podcasts back in this period of <laughs> in a bit of period of about uh, four or four to five weeks. So I think we're we're picking it up. We're picking up some steam here. Well, I think we owe it to like our listeners, our new listeners. We actually got four new countries just popped on board, which I thought was pretty cool. Fantastic. So we got uh, Karachi. Pakistan, uh, I'm going to probably murder this, but Jaipur, India, Jaipur, uh, Cairo, Egypt, and the Netherlands. Cairo, Egypt. Who's who do we know from Cairo, Egypt? I nobody probably. No, but no, they nobody know personally. Us, but and that's what matters. I'm thinking Moon Knight. <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah, yeah, maybe it's uh, yeah. Mark Spector's listening to us. Indeed. In uh, in Egypt. Shout out to our Mark Spector fans. <laughs> Which. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but thank you. Yes. Uh, as Stanley has said, every comic is somebody's f- first comic, and every podcast is somebody's first podcast. And we're happy that you've invited us to be uh, part of your podcast listening experience. So um, happy to have you on board. In order to maintain uh, having this podcast be a good one, uh, we're going to alert you to like spoiler level one. Uh, it's been, how many you know, weeks? last week it was spoiler level three and this week it's spoiler level one. So what is like death what... one is like the worst. Right? Okay. Okay. <laughs> so we're counting down. Spoiler, so spoiler level five would the, be like a trailer. The lower, you know? the lower numbers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What we mean is, you know, if you haven't seen the trailers and the movies that are out there, we're going to be talking about that in a lot of detail. So, well, more importantly, we're going to recap a bit of Endgame, and in that yeah. recap, you may hear some stuff if you haven't seen the movie that could, you know, maybe let you know about some of the stuff in there. So, I would never intentionally spoil anything for anyone. So, I want to be very clear that yes, we are going to talk about major plot points: who dies, who lives, who moves on, you know, that kind of stuff. So. Um, if uh, if you want to do that, please keep us in your download list. Put put us on pause. Go see a movie right now. Drop what you're doing. Go see that movie. Yeah, we'll come be back a, we'll and, be there on iTunes for you after yeah. you've seen the movie. You can come but, back and listen. Yes, absolutely. Highly worth it. Highly recommended. All right. So okay. we had. I mean, we both enjoyed the movie, but we had slightly differing experiences afterward so um, let's start how many times have you seen it so i've far? seen it now twice okay i've seen it i also twice. have seen it twice excellent so if we you know if the first time is just to kind of like get it out of the way get get you know just soak it in uh be surprised be be happy be sad the second time to kind of more analytically kind of pick up on some of the things we missed some of the little details and nuance that uh, we already knew the plot points that were coming, but it kind of allowed us to study it a little bit further um, and just and enjoy it. I mean, just really soak it in because um, after you have the emotions for the first time, it's always fun to kind of revisit those. And um, even even well, the second time, I, I kind of had still emotional reactions to different things. Well, speaking to that point, there's yeah. something interesting I wanted to bring up because there's something I want to talk about when we go through the recap, but something we haven't done due diligence for, and that is that you just had the birth of your son. Uh, which is True. amazing. Yeah. Um, and the reason why I mentioned that is not only is it very cool, but I wanted to draw a little bit of, I felt there were some scenes that were proportionally much more powerful being a father, uh, which we'll get into a little you, bit, that you wouldn't feel quite the same. We, we talked about that, uh, or you mentioned it a little bit, I think last 
time, or even even off the air, we we had talked a little bit Definitely about it. Definitely when we had talked yeah, off the air, for sure. You know, after we both saw it, we both were at work and we're like, what do you think, what do you think? Um, and uh, there, there are scenes that definitely play to parents. I think, um, yeah, more more specifically in this one, um, there's there's a, 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 a fathers, you know, fathers and sons or fathers and daughters element to to a lot of the the the, the things that are happening on the side um, that is more prevalent in this one than has been in anyone, and and that's something that is great about this particular movie. Yeah, and I think the, you know, the just to start off on the recap, I mean, yeah. the, the movie begins with loss. There's a lot of themes yeah. recurrent to loss. Uh, we have, you know, Tony Stark floating in space, looking at no food, no water, like... Running out of air. Running out of air. Ship's not moving. He's pretty much, like, gotten to the point where, call it acceptance or whatever, that he's yeah. done. You know, he gets, uh, he records his final message. Uh, they have a touching little scene where Nova or Nova, Nebula, Nebula uh, kind of props him up mm-hmm. in the chair so he can see out the window. Uh, and then we have, you know, that whole little piece. Um, There's an interesting point where he hands her like the, the last of the food and she pushes it back to him. Like this right. to say, like, I don't need this. I don't, you know, she, she, she wants... She's she's having some empathetic feelings towards well the whole, the whole the little football game <laughs> the football thing game was yeah. was pretty great. Uh, showing, I mean, it's interesting uh, when we get to talking about Phase Four. I'm I'm really curious to see how some of these characters are going to play out going forward because we definitely see a lot of growth with several of them throughout the movie. Uh, we go to you know seeing how Earth is dealing with half of the population vanishing like instantaneously, and I don't think that. Well, it's not possible to do 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 justice to how horrific of a thing that might be. I mean, we, I mean, you could anticipate anything from like the worst case scenarios of complete anarchy and the collapse of government, and I mean, we don't see any of. I mean, it's interesting we don't see any of that kind of stuff. I with, mean, with with a very with a very, it, this this is this is a this is a storyline that is um, unlike unlike Infinity War. This is a story that is told from the viewpoint of the heroes. And there is there is very little that kind of elaborates on what the the total impact has been on the world. Um, I mean, there there are just some some little glances, but we don't get to see you know shots of, of public. We we get a little uh, a little uh, emotional um, support group. Yeah, this is Steve we, Rogers is running these recurrent themes of loss. Is like yeah. we see we see the support group scene. We yeah. see the memorial. And that's like a, stuff and that's about it and... as far as like public reaction. The right. rest of it is told completely. Uh, it's it's very self contained within mm-hmm. like what the what the heroes experiences have right. been. And we see the various like coping mechanisms that are happening. We know that uh, well, of course, they rescue Tony. Yes. Uh, so he gets back. He has his his confrontation. It's actually kind of a creepy scene because they CGI'd him to be like super thin and gaunt, and he's yeah, like he's, rolling around. He's with kind a, of wasted away a little IV bit. And, yeah. Uh, just is super angry because he like, I think as he puts it, he challenges like Steve Rogers and says, "I needed you, hmm. and you weren't there, and we lost." He, and he calls, he's just like in a rage. He calls back to, um, I think, Age of Ultron, even you know, when he said, "We'll lose, and we'll do that together too." Right. Yeah. Which they which, actually, I think they refer to that specifically. Yeah. Because uh, he—that's what he calls him out on. He said, "You said we'd lose together, and where were you?" Yeah. 
you know, and uh, obviously we know what happened. Like he ended up, you know, Steve Rogers ended up in the last stand in Wakanda, mm-hmm. you know, but obviously Tony wouldn't know that because he was the one trying to strip the gauntlet off of Thanos, which failed spectacularly. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so we see, we see that moment. Um, we see like Black Widow stepping up and sort of taking charge. There's a couple of cool scenes where she's like sort of coordinating various teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, of there, course, it opens up with uh, Hawkeye losing his family, like you know, having a, an idyllic moment, and then he turns to, around to take and they're a all quick gone. Jump backwards, yeah. I mean, like the the very opening shot is Hawkeye enjoying a picnic with his family and teaching his daughter how to shoot and and how to eat hot dogs, how properly. to eat hot dogs, and his um, his youngest son, Nate, is it? <laughs> I think it was named after sure. Named after I don't know if I caught it, but it named named after Natasha, but they oh, that would Na- make sense. They, they named him Nathaniel, right? That would make instead. sense instead, and uh, Nathaniel Pietro, I think. But <laughs> it's a mouthful, but uh, they, well, uh, named yeah, him after sure. Quicksilver, Why not? yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, but and and then uh, briefly, Hawkeye turns around, and before he knows it, his whole family has just vanished. Right. All he turns around and sees like drifting ash, but has no idea exactly what's what happened. happened. Yeah. There is a ominous rumble of thunder mm-hmm. before we cut to the Marvel logo. Right, and I think then we start going into like yeah, yeah. We see this, we see the whole opening scene mm-hmm. with Tony Stark, and then we start seeing like the coping mechanisms for yeah. grief. That, well, this is when it, we see the, it cuts, the support group and after after Tony has this kind of like this fiery, semi fiery you know reunion. With uh, with the remaining Avengers, it it cuts to five years later. later. Yeah, which is something we're going to get back to because okay. this is an interesting. Well, we can't have piece. coping until we actually like because right. I think we have to have time pass. You know, we we know that maybe a little less than a month has passed from the time that Tony arrives back on Earth. Mm-hmm. You know, Captain Marvel rescues him from the depths of space in a very kind of heroic moment, but. Um, Brings him back to Earth. We know that it's been about twenty to twenty-five days or so. I'm trying to remember, do they go after Thanos first, and then it's the five years later? That's yes, they do go after okay. Thanos first. Yeah. So we have the whole thing with let's let's touch on that a little bit because right. that was that was an interesting scene for me. Well, they're uh, they're still fired up. They're still angry, and they're ready right. to. We're coming hot off of the uh, the traditional comic thing. We might still be able to. To, to pull to something this, out of this yeah. or undo this. And that obviously means getting a hold of the gauntlet. They can't get the gauntlet unless they can find Thanos. They've got now Captain Marvel, so they think, like, well, maybe we've got a better chance at doing this now. We've got a, a yeah. little bit more of a powerhouse with us. And it, of course, happens to pop up where I think Rocket figures out, like, through an energy signature that they think they, between that and what Nebula knows about uh, her adoptive father, they have a pretty good idea where he went to. Uh, they go, they find him on his farm, and he tells them that the energy signature they saw is because he destroyed the stone so that what he did couldn't be undone. And that culminates with a sort of almost out of nowhere moment where uh, Thor just chops his head off. Yeah. And they and, and they kind of roll back to that, uh, like, I went for the head this time. You know, Basically kind of determining thing. that, yeah, nothing can be undone. I mean, they, they do kind of what every fan thought they should have done in the first movie, you know, chop off his arm so that he's detached from the gauntlet. Sure. And then, and then A lot of different ways that could have gone. And then, and then after his confession, um, yeah, execute him, basically. Well, it'd be, it's like, they kind of, 
make a big deal about saying that they they lived up to their name they they avenged everybody that got snapped away basically and then we get the five years later so, they did they did but they did nothing they, they, they couldn't repair it they just avenged right. it that was it so we get five years later which to me is interesting because that effectively puts the Marvel Cinematic Universe in the year 2023 uh-huh. this is it's it, you can actually look some stuff up they where they pop the time on because they mention like I forget when it happens in infinity war but they have a location and it's like 2018 or something like that okay and so if they have a five years later that would put us at 2023 okay okay so we have um we have a time jump and you know 2023 is not that big of a hop and it and like you said they needed the mechanism to have some time pass uh to where we have seen you know then again we see the coping mechanism so we see you know, Natasha copes by controlling things. So she is running the Avengers, she's running mm-hmm. special teams, uh, and she's trying to find Hawkeye. No one knows what happened to him. They've been hearing rumors. Yeah. Uh, and we don't hear, uh, until we hear, like, you know, Rhodey War Machine actually say, I think they use the term, like, murder spree or something like that. Right. Or, like, they sort of allude to he's been running around offing he t- people. He took off, yeah, he took out a murder cartel or something right. yeah and so we start seeing that apparently that's his way of coping is that he has decided that uh the phrase i think he uses is when they finally do run into him is that uh you know people disappeared it should have been you you don't get to take advantage of people and he's got you know hunting criminals so yeah, yeah. so he's at this point they put him in the new avengers ronin mm. you know persona uh and you know Gave him a gave him a mohawk. He's I got guess, a to, he's got a no, tattoos. <laughs> yeah, I mean, apparently this is how he copes: is dressing sure. in Rutman black, I've like a ninja. Of, I've heard of people coping with worse ways. So, uh, and also again, pretty good with the sword. And, yep. You know, not just uh, not just Bo. He's a he's not a, a he's a, he's not a one trick hero. Apparently, no, oh, no. <laughs> so, uh, well, you mentioned the they have the support group, uh, you know, scene that they have with uh, Captain America. Uh, yeah. And then we see, and this is where things start getting a little, it was really interesting for me because uh, we see uh, Tony Stark sort of living in a cabin. We don't know where it is. I'm assuming it's, you know, somewhere secluded. Uh, and he has a daughter named Morgan, uh, which is a relatively new construct because Morgan has not really appeared in the comics. So this is something they kind of made for the movie, the cinema universe in particular mm. uh which i'm th- that's fine it's, it's totally good Give uh, the uniqueness. yeah and it they have some great scenes um they even have uh, a moment where and we're gonna get to where ant-man shows up again in just a moment you know henry pym and um uh hope van dyne, hope van dyne. And, <laughs> janet uh, van dyne. and janet van dyne all end up getting snapped dust so filter they, yeah right so uh what we're left with is we know at the you know with that little piece we know that uh you know scott's trapped in the quantum realm and as they were very specific about stating time operates differently in the quantum realm and so with him coming back uh and after they start talking to him and realizing that like he said like very little to no time has passed for him uh, he shows up and literally, like, as he starts figuring out what's going on, like, runs to the memorial. We see the memorial scene where mm-hmm. he's, like, looking, you know, desperately for his daughter's name, uh, doesn't find it, sees his own name 
on yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, but then tracks down, like, I've, I don't even know if it's supposed to be his house or his ex-wife's house or whatever, uh, and then finds, uh, you know, Cassie is five years older. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they have a nice little emotional reunion, and at that point he goes and sort of seeks out there, the Avengers. There's some drama and there's some heart-tugging there. Actually. Right. But again, the, yeah. these are these scenes that... I thought were interesting like when you view content like this you know as a parent it affects you a bit differently than you know if you're just watching the movie just to see how the writers did you know with it uh cassie's kind of to me is a bit of a an interesting prospect because we know she becomes stature at some Mm -hmm. point so she starts using the pin particles as Mm -hmm. well like in her father's footsteps and as this character gets older we can you know maybe see that progression um, well, it, I think it sets it sets up something interesting for Marvel to be able to explore. Sure, um, you know, like we, we can't wait for this actress to age. <laughs> right. Well, I have, so I have we, some I have some theories uh, on that that I think they set some interesting ground rules that with their recent Fox acquisitions, you know, there is definitely some. Uh, I could see them having a non a not convoluted way to introduce Kang the Conqueror. Um, We'll get into that in a little bit, though. Yeah. Let's let's keep with, let's keep with the recap. Pick uh, another movies, right? Right. right. Uh, so yeah, so he shows up. He through bits and pieces with what they learn from him, and you know, going to you know the the possibility that um, time travel could be a thing that they could do. Uh, and it's funny because they go and like Tony won't help them. Like they Stark's like, no, I yeah, I don't he... want to risk it. You know, and lo- I say logically, sure, I get it. Like, he is twitchy about the idea of if he goes back and changes an event, will that effectively, like, will Mor- his daughter well, Morgan go away? Or, like, one, one of the things we, not Yeah, happen? one of the things that he does not want to do is he, do- he doesn't want to reset and just pick up where they left off. You know, right. he, he's clear that time has moved on. Time will stay moved on. Well, and but, the we, things- but we may have a chance to... The things that have happened in that five years are intensely personal to him that he does not want to go away. Like, he doesn't... And even to the point of where, you know, I, to a certain extent, I think... And it's interesting, like, parents will say a lot of stuff differently, but in your heart of hearts, you do tend to be a bit selfish towards your own children above others. Or is that just me? <laughs> above other children? Well, in, in the sense of if... This would be a horrible Sophie's choice. But if it mm. came down to you choosing for your son to survive over, over another child, yeah. whether you like it or not, you're you're hardwired to think my child first. That, you would that want is, to. That is the instinct. In yes. a perfect world, you would want to save both of them. But I'm just saying, in, in a horrible, horrible yeah. situation, and this is kind of, in a way... You know, from and we'll talk about the mechanics of time travel because this is where I kind of like I saw them we'll, really we'll sticking, but I, I I saw them really sticking to this idea of time travel being a very hard course to follow because there's that chance that he could undo an event, and then that would effectively wipe this timeline, and if that happens, then no Morgan, no five years of marriage with Pepper, like things that mean something to him would go away, and he is reluctant to do that but in true heroic fashion he can't let it go so we like he ends up 
like trying to figure it out. In the meantime, Burke they go visit. Yeah, it's, it's Tony Stark. He can't let. He can't let it go. Can't let anything. Go. Uh, yeah. But in the meantime, they go visit uh, Smart Hulk, which I thought was awesome. Oh, I love yeah. seeing Smart Hulk. That that to me, I mean, I, I talked with a friend who said he really felt that that felt cheesy to him, or that felt kind of forced. And I, I thought it was a great way to include the voice of Mark Ruffalo, but still have the character of the Hulk, who I think we we missed in some. Sure. In some fashion. For me, I felt it was a it was a logical progression for the character. So we see like when the Hulk first shows up, he's largely if you take if you take the movies into consideration, he has been basically hunted and hiding. Uh, to where now he's accepted and has friends and he has uh you know, Banner has a colleague in Tony Stark, like he has acceptance, like for what he is, uh, and to the point where then he gets beaten for the first time. Like the Hulk just doesn't get beaten by anybody, and then he gets like the beat down in uh, Infinity War right in the beginning the to the point where Hulk minutes, is scared yeah. to come out like just won't do it yeah. but what we know or at least if we if we're fans of or have read any Hulk comics <laughs> is that there's they're both sides of the same person like and that's to me what I thought was cool about this is that they finally get to that point where Banner realizes he goes why am I fighting against another part of myself and so we see what has happened a few times in the comic as we see this merged Hulk persona we, where it's banner seen, and the hulk we've seen the hulk go through various iterations based on the needs of of any given author to tell a, a particular story where we've had you know brute hulk that uh i mean I, like even in the television show of the 70s i i don't think that banner has any recollection of the hulk when the hulk takes over right no banner I mean, wakes you, up and goes like uh I the classic shirt. classic <laughs> iterations of the hulk are usually where it's the equivalent of a split personality, and neither personality really knows. It's, it's a it's a Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. Yeah, very, yeah, and that's what's the original intention is that it was very much a Frankenstein, like Doctor Jekyll kind of thing. Uh, it ended up like as we go through like the seventies and stuff like that, a more psychological element where they start like playing that these are all shades of the same person, you know, kind of thing, and and that. There and again, there's several merged Hulk storylines. Some good, mm. some bad. I mean, in the sense that you've got to like, I think all of those ended horribly with some kind oh. of like insane, Hulk uh, figure. right? Exactly. And in, in the end, they always kind of re- return back to the more savage version mm. of the Hulk. But that's I, what that's everybody, everybody wants to see Hulk smash. You know, sure, so. but I wanted to see. Like, for me, it was great. I liked this full, sort of full story arc for the Hulk where we see him kind of at peace with himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and instead of him just being Banner all the time, it's actually, it's both of them. Yeah. Like, we see both of them And, and he's he's a public figure and he's well-loved now. Yeah, and, you know, yeah it's hard. It's, it, it, it's it turns out it is easy being green. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. so there's some good scenes with that. Um, what I thought was kind of cool is that as smart as Banner is, we start seeing the distinctions between how uh banner even like multiple times says look i'm a a nuclear physicist like i understand this and like Mm. this is kind of crazy for me right now and uh you know he he takes his stab at uh using the quantum realm to time travel it's not quite working out uh and then cut we cut to a scene where like starks in his cabin and like you said he just can't let it go well he figures it out like he figures out how to do it they, they, I mean, they figure out how to accomplish something, but it's not they know it it, not, not the end done. result. You know, yeah, they there. know it can be done. According to, like, at least the, what I got out of two viewings is that, with the little Mobius strip, is that Stark figured out how to do it without undoing the past. Like, he figured out how you could go and edit the, edit time while maintaining 
like the future, so to speak. Or at least that's the well, gist I got from it. Is that he's saying yeah, he he figured it out. He, he figured out how to do it effectively. I mean, what he does, he shows up in the next scene and says, "I built a GPS." Right. I built a time traveling GPS that effectively allows them to hold on to a locked, like a fixed point in time, right? Um, and and space for that matter, because um, one of the things they gloss over is like, how do we? Well, it's one thing to time travel. Yeah. <laughs> it's one thing to target a particular time date. I mean, that's the thing they kind of struggle with, or they have a couple of humorous scenes where uh, they've got like baby Ant Man, old Ant Man. You know, like they, it's like Scott it's Lang. time going through. I think is how you phrase it. It's like time is going through Scott Lang. It's not like he's Scott not Lang going isn't anywhere. Going through time. Like, time is going through Scott Lang. <laughs> right, and I, it, it's between the two of these brains working together. Like Stark shows up and, and like basically. As, as is his want if it's technology as he comes to save the day he says he, he's I got it I figured it out but I think what was cool is before he does that he has like a little scene with Pepper where he is like he's still not sure like he's he solved the problem he's still not sure if he wants to do it uh, and you know Pepper says you have to do it like if there's any chance at all to bring back these people like to their families and to their loved ones like you can't not do it uh, which is I think that's what that's what solidifies him, you know, on this path for the rest of the movie is that, you know, he's, he's okay, I have to do it. Even if there's a, even that the, he's put it as best as he can to, you know, get the final outcome he wants out of it, uh, which is to keep his family and everything else, but still be able to save everyone. Well, in a, in a, in a sense, and I think we, um, we return to the, the theme of, you know, parents and stuff like that. Um, I'm, I'm certain that, Established in the MCU, uh, Spider-Man Peter Parker saw Stark as a as a potential father figure. I mean, we don't get much mention of Uncle Ben. I'm sure that that that, that force is still out there, kind yeah, of driving I mean, it, him. But I we think, don't we don't need to because we understand right. we know that. I mean, we, we, we have Aunt May, so we we get yeah, it. I you mean, know, we, this yeah. is something we talk about. We don't need to see the origin over and over. We really over don't. Again. We really don't. But what they what they did in a very clever way was um, allow. Tony Stark to be a part of that that uh, that first Spider-Man movie, right? Because he looks at the picture mm-hmm. of him and and Peter yeah, that's with that's the, what the internship thing that 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 kind of inspires him. So it, it it feels like Tony Stark is is making this a personal project. He feels like he he lost one child and he wants to keep his other one, right? Um, and he and, and that's going to cycle back towards the end back. too because there's a there's we a moment there right too, back. yeah. Uh, so cut to we now have this quantum machine that they're going to use, uh, fancy quantum Avengers suits, uh, and a plan. They're all going to go to like they figure out they have to they have to bring they have to kind of re rebring the old team. Well, and yeah. specifically they had to fig- they had to figure out a specific time and place. They only have so many like doses of pin particles, and like realized we all of the stones were like in the vicinity of this. Like they, at this, like they figure out how to do it. I'm yeah, not, I mean, like if we, if we can split the team up, you know, three ways. They can, explain it much better in the movie yeah. than I'm going to be able to. So. If we, you know, if we if we hit New York at a certain time, there are three Infinity Stones right. in New York at one particular event of time, which is a little bit of sliding around on you know, you know, as, as far as we knew, the, the 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 time the time stone was in. Um, well, we find out that. The you know it, when they jump back, it's to the Battle of New York, which is the first Avengers film. Yeah, 
Um, and we find out that the Ancient One is actually fighting off the Chitari on top of Bleecker Street, uh, which is, places the Time Stone. Like, yeah. they, they, we've placed the Time Stone at the Battle of New York. We know that, that, that S.H.I.E.L.D. Was, has the Tesseract. That was a convenient way to kind of put the Time Stone in New York. Because right. as far as we know, the Time Stone was actually in Camartage. Right. You know, and there were there was a, a portal to uh, right. Tokyo, or, or not Tokyo, but... Shanghai, London, <laughs> and uh, so yeah, the the ancient one is there. Why not? Um, but it has to work. Like it, there, it, yeah. there are certain mechanics that have to happen. This right. is like a convenient way to do it that didn't seem to like break too much stuff. Yeah. Uh, so we know the tesseract is held by Shield, and we know that the staff has the mind, mind, yes, yeah, mind stone. Yes. So there's the three that they have. Um, then we also see Thor and Rocket go after the uh, ether reality stone. And then um, we see uh, Nebula and War Machine go after the uh, Power Stone, which is a nice little throwback to we get to see that opening scene with Star-Lord because uh, they basically have to sort of circumvent him getting the stone. This this movie does, you know, recaptures kind of those movies so well. I mean, some somebody asked me if you could walk into Endgame without having seen anything else. And the answer is no. I mean, I don't, I don't think you really, I mean, you can, but you're going to, you're just not going to have. You'll the be same missing experience. enough pieces that there'll be some elements that don't make sense. But it was so it was so good to kind of retread that a little bit because it's like, hey, we know this part of the universe. You know, we we've you know we've done the Battle of New York. We've done uh, Star Lord's dance on Morag. Um, we've had these these great iconic moments in the universe um, it, that was established by these movies. Um, so it, it really rewards the. The, the viewing of those because we're we're getting Star Lord dancing to, um, come and get your love, you know. At, right. And then we have, like, War Machine and Nebula just kind of like staring at him, like, so you this know, guy's an idiot. Yeah, like if, if, if you're not if you're not if you're watching him, you know, like without the benefit of the music, it's like watching, uh, Kevin Bacon dance and Flash dance, or, right? Or, yeah. And Footloose rather without uh, without the music, you know, it's like the music's all in his head, literally. Yeah. <laughs> And we get um, these, we yeah. get all these like fun scenes and stuff, and then we get Clint Barton and oh. uh, Black Widow go to get the you Soul know, Stone. There, it's it's this was this was like the real head banger. It's like why did why did nobody ask the question? What you know, all, all Nebula alluded to was that Thanos and, and Gamora went to get the Soul Stone, and only Thanos came back. Like, like nobody puts did, that together. Nobody nobody puts two and two <laughs> together. Like how like. Is the Soul Stone kept in a certain area? Um, this is a real head scratcher, but for the purposes of story, we're getting to this very crucial moment where one of these heroes is going to give their life. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, going into this, if you didn't think that we were going to see sacrifice plays for multiple heroes, you weren't paying attention in the first one, I think. Uh, this is just the first we see of that. So we have a. Uh, I have an incredibly cool scene because I didn't know how it was going to end. Like it was equally mm. likely once they realized that one of them has to be sacrificed for the other one to get the stone. Uh, you've got Ronan, who is this guy that is just simply miserable for losing his family. And he is looking for redemption for the awful things that he's done. And this seems like a pretty good way to do it. Uh, but you have an equally like uh, tragic character in Natasha who is trying to you know, clear the red in her ledger. Uh, and it's also, you know, from her standpoint, this is a great way for her to, you know, fulfill what maybe she sees as 
it's it's a, like it it, it 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 it's it's a fulfillment. It's a it's a relief. Yeah. For her, you know, because the 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 toll of five years of of uh, maintaining has has definitely taken its toll on her emotionally. And um, she has that scene where she says she's fine, and we know that she's not fine. She's yeah. just coping. Um, it, it's it's tough because you know there's 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 no right or wrong answer. I I, I know fans who are apoplectic with rage of how this played out. Now, I thought it was great. I, to me, it was one of the best scenes in the movie because, like I said, I had no idea how it was going to turn out. And they just kept, like, the two of them are literally, like, fighting each other for the privilege like, to sacrifice themselves. Yeah, it's, it's uh, um, To the it's point tough. where they're literally, both of them are hanging off of the cliff. I, I, I felt how I knew this was going to go because it's like, I, I knew that one of them was going to do it, the other one was going to, like, stop them and do it themselves. But what I did not know was that it was going to come back and it was, it was going to be also caught when when natasha swings off the cliff and grabs him like no you don't get to yeah and i it's like how are we ending this oh my god i took the logical like leap so to speak so to speak of there's a black or black widow movie coming so i was like oh this is hawkeye's out like i thought he for sure he was going to be the one that that was going to be sacrificed because there's this black widow movie coming and then they kind of reversed that and so you know, it was is a little, lovely little piece of misdirection, I think, from the point of what we kind of, if you try to read too much in it, too yeah. meta into it, of like, oh, well, there's another movie coming, so therefore this character's safe. I like, feel like they, they did enough planting of seeds throughout the, the, the Natasha arc here to establish that they've got enough material to make a movie. They, there's, a, there's a callback to, oh, Buda- sure. there's a callback to Budapest. Yeah. Well, there's, I mean, there's in, a... If there's any character that they could do a great prequel, I mean, Black Widow's got a lot of backstory. I mean, there is tons of stuff they could do before the Avengers were ever a thing, uh, which would be all feasible as a movie. I, I hesitate to say that they, they could they could make it so simple as to do a, a straight out-and-out prequel. They sure. would have to tie it into something present. I mean, it's like Captain Marvel. Like, technically... When we get to Captain Marvel, we're taking a, a jump back about ten years or so, maybe more, 10, 15 years to the to the nineties. Right. So yes, but we do bring it up to the present. We do well, we do we do find a way to tie it into the present with Nick Fury, with the Tesseract, and and. So uh, if I was writing this, there's a the thing I was thinking about. So if I was writing the Black Widow two movie, it would definitely be a prequel. If you want to tie it to the the front, I would end the movie with. Winter Soldier closing a file out out of his own like personal stuff that he's got like he knew that this was a thing that Natasha had done because in the comics they have some back history oh yeah so I would love to see like this thing of like there's this telling of this thing that happened and then we see that relevant maybe to the future or something where whatever it was whatever MacGuffin thing that we're doing in the movie like has some res you know resonance in the future as like tying it to another i mean sort of we have these we have these spy type characters you know and really the the two of them that are the most like living in that world would be like winter soldier and and black widow they're mm-hmm. kind of you know they're the espionage-esque type characters we, we see in some of the comics we see you know spy captain slash. america dabble a little bit in that but he's so much of like the leader like tactical figure that that's not 
as big of a. He, I think he's he he's he used in a shot. different. He's he he's used in a different way. You know, he's he, they use him strategically in the sense of where you wouldn't use Black Widow in in the same way as an operative as you would, you know, Steve Rogers. Yeah. But anyway, what? Yeah, so we've, we've done that. In Winter we'll Soldier. see. We'll see what happens with Black Widow. But like I said, have, with me like living in that meta world of knowing that there's this movie is you know, greenlit going and then like, oh, well, I guess, you know, my assumption is going to be that she's going to be the one to make it. And then they reverse that. So I was like, it, it, that was for me, it was kind of cool. It was like, I, I, I didn't know where the scene was going to go. So, and that's, this is, this is just one more way in which, um, I was extremely pleased with the movie overall because I wasn't able to call exactly what was going to be done. Yeah. I, I didn't know that they were going to do this time heist. I didn't know that they were going to do I uh, yeah I think I suspected it was gonna have to they were gonna have to do time travel in some way I think it was gonna have to happen yeah but in, in what way and that's right what made the movie great is yeah. how that played out like how they were gonna do but it. that's this this particular the the Hawkeye Black Widow is one um very dramatic component of this I think they they were able to bring at least a a fun somewhat lighthearted at least you know tone when they did the battle of new york scene yeah um by by because because of the the things that we know already like the the call out to hydra like they're hydra but you know we we don't know it yet but um so the the, the, yeah, well, the elevator sequence i gotta where, say that was like one of my favorite scenes having yeah. having read the whole uh secret empire thing that whole like hail hydra from cap was yeah. like uh, it was that was a shout out spe- to a specific group of, i think so yeah. of people yeah that was i thought it was just, just that was you know cap gets to that. say it in the movie he he says it to a group of people that we already know are oh, hydra and we see cap fight cap which is another thing that which kind of happened in secret Empire, also also so. true yeah um and it's classic cap versus neo cap i don't know anyway yeah. there's uh yeah there's a lot of nice little recently uh, cap loop <laughs> i mean and that was a, one of the other cool things i liked is that they they made the Iron Man armor very retro this time. Like it had the gold arms and legs, you know. Like it wasn't the like big moving plates and stuff. On, well, I don't say like big moving plates, <laughs> but it's not War Machine kind of right, armor. But but typically the the Iron Man armors have been very armor looking, and this was a neat throwback to uh, like the earlier versions that they did where it looked like he basically had like spandex arms and legs with metal mm, boots and a metal yeah. chest plate. And, but uh, in a, with a modern twist, it looked cheats. a little bit, a little <laughs> yeah. bit cool. Um, uh, but, so yeah, but there, but that also, uh, because of events that happened in that particular sequence, we get another time travel jump back to the 1970s, which even has a little bit more of a kind of a, comic yet you know emotional gut punch right it was another cool misdirect because they have this thing where everything's going great until it doesn't and we see loki teleport away with the tesseract loki gets it out in this movie Uh, which i and again we know there's a tv series coming up so to me that seemed eminently logical that we'd have him like jump out of that period and it gives us a uh it gives us a way to see how he's gonna show up in this tv show but also because of that, then we have, okay, great, now what do we do? You know, we just blew the whole thing until they go, wait a minute, we know where pin particles are going to be. You know, so in a similar... Well, we know when particles Right, so in a similar <laughs> method of we know where all these stones will be, they come as like, we only need one trip if we do it right, and we can get more pin particles and we can power up our quantum suits. And, and that is like the 1970s where... Yeah. 
another great little Easter egg is we see it to see the classic Ant-Man helmet. Yeah, the, like the, in the, the really lab and oddball silver yeah, kind of looks about it. It was super weird, cool. It looked like it looked like that original weird yeah helmet, which I thought was pretty awesome. Uh, carved out of metal, one piece, but yeah. But, yeah, but we get see, to see Henry Pym. You see like, a de-aged, de yeah, Michael Douglas as as Henry Pym looking. Looking like it's Wall Street, like Gordon like, 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 like say, like, <laughs> Gordon sort of, Gecko but looking. but that's that's a little predating the, or uh, post dating uh, the eighties, more like um, Streets of San Francisco. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that. Uh, and we also like in a very poignant moment, Cap sort of stares through a window at he at Carter. He, he, he Agent basically Carter. ducks into an office and doesn't realize it's the office of the director, who happens to be Peggy, Peggy Carter. Carter. And what they were. They, they they seeded this movie very well, kind of like dropping all these hints about, uh, like in the support group, he mentions that he ran into the love of his life, and then there's another scene where he has a, the the, the compass, com the compass yep. with her face in it, and and uh, like both the cap realize like where'd you get that, you know, because they both have the same the same compass, um, like this can't be Loki, right? Maybe I don't know, um, but yeah, now we get to actually see her, and she. Um, and uh, Haley Atwell makes a reappearance as Agent Carter, but um, she doesn't see him. He, she, he yeah. just because at this point they're her. still trying to do the, you know, we don't want to like run into anybody. Like we we yeah the, don't we stay don't on, talk to your stay on mission. Yeah, uh, and then of course that blows up horrific. Well, maybe not horrifically, but in a very cool way with uh, Tony running into a young version of his dad mm. uh, in the labs down there, who is basically, I thought was actually a pretty cute little scene where he's talking mm. about, like, his wife being pregnant. They have a, a really funny scene in the elevator. is like, how far along is she? And his comment is, is like, she gets, what, she gets annoyed with the sound of my chewing. Mm. Uh, is that's the stage of pregnancy no, yeah. she's in. Uh, I was fortunate enough that through both of my children's uh, pregnancies with my wife that uh, she did not have those kind of moments. Yeah. Or, uh, <laughs> I, did, I did not go through that part of it. I have heard of other people that have, but uh, yeah, so it was kind of, it was a funny moment. Uh, there's I, I, a lovely awkward hug. Yeah. Thank you for all you've done for this country. <laughs> and another high point for me that uh, there's a couple moments where I almost stood up and cheered, but I maintained my composure is the car door, the car pulls up to pick up Howard Stark and Jarvis. Uh, Jarvis is there. James Darcy from, yeah. from the television show Agent yeah, Carter. So good because I think he, we kind of, we both like walked ourselves back mentally and realized that he's the now the only character that has started in TV, in a TV, Marvel TV program, and now has been in the cinema. Plenty of ones that have been the opposite. Yeah. You know, Coulson, Carter, all of like Nick Sith. Fury. Yeah, all of these yeah. characters have like been in the TV programs. They didn't start there; they started in the movies. So yeah. like, this is the first like character we've seen from uh, the TV show show up in the movie. I thought it was, it, it was great to give him his due because I thought he was a great he was a great rendition of Jarvis. So you know, to give him sort of his due was was pretty good. Um, so then when everybody comes back with their stones, they put together their own gauntlet. Almost everybody. Uh, oh yeah, there's that. Okay, this is and this starts getting into like a little bit of my disgruntlement uh, mm. with it. But yeah, so if we can't have them just get the gauntlet and and undo everything. We have to have some kind of Thanos has you to know big confrontation. So Thanos has to find out. How does he find out? Well, there's some kind of quantum entanglement between 
past Nebula and future Nebula that allows them to use her cybernetics to see what's going on and come to the conclusion that they're trying to assemble these stones before, like Thanos basically, I believe he basically says, obviously I complete this and do my task and these guys are trying to undo it. So how do we fix, how do we fix that? How do we make that not happen? <laughs> uh, and so they need, basically their solution is to co-opt Nebula. So, uh, we see past Nebula, they sort of do a switcheroo, and again, we'll, let, them, we'll let the movie tell that part of the story. Who hasn't lived through two Guardians right. of the Galaxy this is, still... this is our pre... Well, I mean, really, Guardians 1 Nebula at this point. Oh, still pre-Guardians 1, yeah. but Because they travel back to, like, the beginning of Guardians 1, basically. Yeah. That's, so, yeah. that's the version that we have. We also see Gamora, who hasn't gone through, you know, the elements of, of the, she, the first she Guardians she movie. She hasn't been Kevin Bacon by Star-Lord. <laughs> exactly. So they do the old switcheroo. Everyone goes back. They start putting their gauntlet together. Unbeknownst, you know, Nebula is fiddling with the quantum machine to bring, like, Thanos from the past forward to stop them. Uh, so they build the gauntlet. Uh, they decide that uh, through a smattering of techno babble that the hulk's going to be the one to to do it because apparently it emits a crapload of gamma radiation which he can control so he's the most logical one to do it control maybe maybe not but yeah. he's been or withstand he's, it he's been the most exposed to it so so he has this like i don't know kind of weird bordering on overdone scene of how hard it is for him to like snap his fingers and you know use the gauntlet but uh he's able to but he does it, doesn't he? Does the snap? And... He's able to actually snap. He, he, that's right, because that, yeah, that, that builds to another scene that's coming up. And it and well, there's no we don't know magic what happens. We don't know yeah. what happens, but we look and there's like birds out the window, and it looks right. and and uh, Scott Ant Man is is standing there, kind of like it looks like we did it. And but then, then we we see the shadow of Thanos's ship. Thanos's ship with a missile shooting down. You know, quiet. Yeah, so they Boom. blow the crap out of Avengers headquarters. You know, our Avengers are scattered all over the place. The We don't know what happened to the gauntlet. Um, and, you know, then Thanos basically begins a secondary, like, invasion of Earth. So he's, like, landing his ships. He's landing Outriders. You know, the Black Order is back. Uh, he tells them all to go find the gauntlet. And then I think we see Hawkeye is the one with the gauntlet when he wakes up. Uh, Hawkeye's, Hawkeye's closest to it. Yeah, because yeah. he has a great scene that was reminiscent of like Aliens, where he's like running through these crumbly corridors with Outriders, being, like trying to chase him down while him. he's trying to get the, you know, the gauntlet to anybody. At this point, yeah. we get to see the big three confront Thanos, uh, which I think is a testament to they finally really showcase I think how powerful Thanos is as a villain when you've got Thor, Iron Man, and Cap finally in. I don't forget know how many movies are working together again, like pretty well. I mean, they're pulling off some pretty yeah, cool they, stuff, uh, and they just can't. They're not beating him. Like they, he is. They haven't been this holding his United own United since Age of Ultron. Exactly, and even with all of that, like Thanos is still holding his own. Uh, even to the point of where we see, uh, well, we always totally skipped over the part where they grabbed a Mjolnir from. Uh, past Asgard. <laughs> well, so we see a Thor we, we, wielding. We, uh, we have we have this Thor arc where he's 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 basically just devolved. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, he's, 
his uh, to go back to the coping mechanism, he's decided he's just going to stay in Asgard and drink beer and hang out with Korg and Meek and play Fortnite. Apparently, Uh, (laughs) because they have a a, actually pretty funny scene where that's basically they're just hanging out and he's well he 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 he's going through he's struggling with being effective and not effective at the same time. He's um, he he can't he's he doesn't have the the, 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 the mental or physical presence to, to, to do what he needs to do. But well, he still through, feels, through, I think, like he failed. Like he, yeah, yeah, he's, he's struggling. He killed Thanos, with but it didn't change anything. And he's kind of trying to Thanos live with that. Thanos beat him, and then he got his revenge, but it was a very, very hollow revenge because yeah. nothing, nothing did that. And while we ultimately do get the establishment of like new Asgard on Earth, mm-hmm. um, we see that... Valkyrie, Korg, and Meek have all survived the the snap. Um, and some of the Asgardians, obviously. And some of the like there, half, right? at least half of the Asgardians, we'll say. Um, yeah, it's probably a safe <laughs> assessment that half of them made it. Um, half of what was left, anyway. Yeah, they kind of got savaged a little bit by yeah. the ship. But yeah. anyway, uh, I like to think that maybe they were spared the snap because they already had their half yeah. taken out. You know? And then so progresses a bunch of overt and covert. Uh, ties to the big Lebowski oh. uh, in, you know, with Thor being maybe a little bit overweight uh, kind of lounging around in a, wearing sunglasses you know because he's got yeah. a permanent hangover right uh, it, and again it's one of those scenes that are kind of funny at first and a fantastic a fantastic reappearance of uh, Rene Russo as his mother Frisia. oh yeah she did she did great uh, I thought that was a cool scene because they even have that thing where he wants to tell her and she's like you know, this is about your future, not yeah, mine. Yeah, it's about, know, like, not about mine. Um, but she makes a little comment that she was like born of the the Norns. She, she was she was raised by raised by witches. Yeah, which you know. they are known known to have seen the future and stuff like that. So I thought that was kind of an interesting little twist that maybe she knew what was coming, uh, and that was where she needed to be. And you know, as sad as it is, that was a, a formative moment. But she also something will come into it later. Is she basically gives him the advice to be who he wants to be, not what everyone else expects him to be like maybe he doesn't need to be a king or he doesn't need to be like the have the weight of the world on his shoulders that he thinks he had and and dropped the ball you know kind of thing but even even though rocket's been successful in extracting the <laughs> which is another hilarious the, uh, the angry sludge sneaking up yeah. on uh Natalie on Natalie Portman Portman like, <laughs> with this these this needle thing to jabber with extract. the needle like, we don't actually see that point we see him sneaking up and then we see him running yeah. for his life still good though um, rocket was like a, a hidden gem through this whole thing <laughs> i think it's almost the like my favorite version of rocket so far because it's not the rocket who's like part of a team it's like he's actually kind of like a leader mm-hmm. you know in this like he's he's definitely they showcase that he's he, he's out there with nebula like doing the guardians thing scouring the universe you know uh you know protecting that kind of stuff uh but yeah it's just such a good use of that character throughout this i never thought i would see rocket as an avenger but this totally worked to have mm-hmm. him as an avenger uh and, and no better partner than to have him with Thor. I like how all Asgardians basically think he's a rabbit. Yeah. Which I was <laughs> like, Stop the rabbit. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, so yeah, we go with, take anyway. that background. He, as part of going to the past, he decides at the very last second, he like kind of holds his hand out and is able to, is able to retrieve uh, yeah. Mjolnir, which was destroyed in Ragnarok. So now we've got a Thor with Mjolnir and is it Stormbringer? Stormbreaker? Stormbreaker. 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 
Uh, so now he's got both of these things, and and he's using that in this you know sort of penultimate battle with. He's dual wielding. Uh, he's, he's dual wielding. Yes, uh, he's, he's definitely he's picked with... up a couple two levels in barbarian while he was. Uh, yeah, <laughs> in New Asgard. It, it, I mean, it's it's great, you know, that you, you have him like now he's like supercharged, super powerful. Yeah, and but... the only thing that would be better than that scene of him wielding two weapons is he ends up dropping the hammer, and the thing that everybody wanted to see is we see Steve Rogers pick it up. Not pick uh, it up, but actually, it actually, you know, he actually summons it. Did he? I don't know. It, I, he I summons it because, that part of it. Okay. you know, I, I, the second time I caught this, the first time I missed it because the hammer lands and it just sits there. Yeah. And they make a, they make I a very, for they sure make, he like, they make a very yeah, crucial okay. point of it landing and just sitting there and then they cut away, you know, and like, and he's, and Thor's still going at it with the axe and stuff like that. But Thor gets pinned down and gets hammered down and then, then the hammer starts to float. It gets sucked back and then it gets thrown at Thanos and Thor's like what? Well no he doesn't yeah. do that he goes I knew it like he well, immediately knew there, that... there's like this head turn to kind yeah. of see and cut to the hammer coming back to yeah. Steve Rogers' hand and, Thor, and Thor's you know excited he's yeah. actually excited because he knows that you know Cap can could, could do it all along and, and, if that, and if that scene wasn't good enough then we know that the snap or the unsnap worked because we see all these portals start opening up from like well, all corners of the earth. There's this there's quite a moment where they're just kind of like they, they feel like they're they're gonna lose. It's outnumbered, and then you hear in Cap's ear the voice of Sam Wilson. Oh, on your left. On you know That's Cap, right. Cap, yeah, yeah. there, you there on your left, and the portals start opening and up. It's and it's all just the Doctor this, Strange-esque portals. The, yeah, the, the 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 sling ring portals that start opening up here. You get one, and then T'Challa, Shuri, and Okoye walk out. And then another, and Falcon flies out, and and that point I'm like, yes, because yeah. Falcon has always been one of my and it's this cascade of like we see know? Winter Soldier sh- show up, we see Wong, we see we see uh, well we Wasp. see Doctor Strange, we see the Guardians kind of pour out mm-hmm. and they're ready to go. Um, we and Spider Man swings out, you know, there's Peter Parker in his Iron Spider suit, um, and it's not just the heroes, like it's the whole army of Wakanda shows up, uh, the Asgardians show the Asgardians up. Show up. Uh, Valkyrie gets a, a a winged stallion, which who any, knows where she got that? But <laughs> they all they all have them, right? Uh, yeah, but I mean, we, yeah. didn't, we didn't see them particularly loading like you know winged stallions onto the the arc ship, you right? Know? But anyway, but it doesn't matter. Like logic, who cares? You know. So anyway, we see Thanos has an army, and now we have an army, and then that of course brings us around to like this is a moment, but not not to. I mean, we're we're, we're glossing over this, but this is. This is the reason you went to see this movie. You went to see this movie because all of these heroes are coming together. And it's this moment that just, you know, brings tears to your eyes. You know, kind of like you're so happy and you're cheering for everyone. You're, you're you know, you're pounding along with the, the Wakandans who are chanting, you know, their, their war chant. And Spider-Man swings onto it. And you're like, yeah! And Doctor Strange and the Guardians show up. And you're just, yeah! Everybody's alive! Everybody's here! And we're, fi- we're going to win this! We're gonna win this, and it's gonna be spectacular. Um, it's just this this great moment, and, and even this in, in the second viewing, I'm still my eyes are just kind of like tearing up, and the music is swelling, and it's just you get that. Um, you, not only do you get like the Avengers theme, but you get this new theme um, that, that Alan Silvestri composed specifically for this movie. Um, it's just this really awesome moment, um, and and that you know that is that was. Uh, 
worth the price of admission right there. That's that's 100%. You know, we thought we got kind of a taste of this in Infinity War, but we got the payoff in Endgame of, of this this uh, massive 10-year, 22-film you know, endeavor to, to have all of these heroes on screen together fighting for, you know, the universe. Well, and we get to see, like, this big lineup, like, armies of old, like, lining up to fight, and then we get to see Cap, like, do the whole Avengers assemble. He actually says it for the first time. Yeah, he says it for the first yeah. time, and then, again, scene changes, we're having this massive battle, and then the gauntlet enters the fray again, because we now need to get it to whoever it is, I'm assuming they're trying to get it to the Hulk again. They're or, or they're trying to get it back into the time portal. But they, they, right, because they got to get the stones back. The time portal's been destroyed. Right. So they're the missiles, but they like, the, but but they realize the they van. Know, the van is still on the field. The van's still on the field, so they're trying to get the gauntlet to the van. There's a whole big sequence. Uh, again, I'm not going to do it justice in a couple of minutes. It's, because it's basically a football scene, you know. They, exactly. They, 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 they hand it from hero off. to hero to hero. Uh, there's a lovely little, uh, um, uh, forget what the term they used for it, uh, the um, all-female Avengers. A-Force. Uh, A-Force, that's it, yeah. yeah. So they have that lovely little moment in there uh, where all the female Avengers back up uh, Spider-Man. <laughs> they, well, yeah, they hand it to Captain Marvel, who kind of, you know, gets gets hammered back a little bit and, and then uh yeah i mean we, we had a taste of that in in infinity war when we had like you know scarlet witch okoye mm. and black widow take on um uh one of the black order uh yeah, yeah yeah and then you know that was that was nice you know we got a little girl power thing going there but this one every female character with the conspicuous absence of black widow right but um but they all they all come together they all arrive at the same point wasp pops in yeah. and we're like there's a really cool scene yes. with like the scarlet witch goes solo against thanos and holds her own yeah. pretty well with him yeah uh which well, i thought was a uh, an amazing scene uh and it, all of these really amazing scenes kind of culminate to this like do or die moment the van gets destroyed uh thanos like and stark are fighting over the like fighting over the gauntlet uh like thanos kind of bats him away Puts the gauntlet on, snaps his fingers, snaps his fingers to the universe. Nothing happens. Actually, he has this big speech about how he's just basically this time around, he's just going to destroy the universe entirely and then recreate it. Yeah. He goes to do that, snaps his finger, nothing happens. He even makes his like, I am inevitable. I'm Thanos and I am inevitable. Yeah. Uh, nothing happens. Camera pans back over, and this is the other big upset, you know, for me. Even though I kind of saw it coming at the end, but it totally uh, bypassed my prediction. For this, uh, but we turn around, the camera pans over, and Stark's got all the stones, like hovering around his gauntlet. They all kind of like connect, and he says, "You know, I'm I Iron am Iron Man. I am Iron Man." And he snaps his fingers, and Thanos and all of his various troops, offspring, however you want to call it, they all dust. Yeah, and then, but as we know, as seen, like the Hulk get almost destroyed by unsnapping well, the, the Hulk everything. Has yeah suffered a ma massive damage to like his arm yeah and, uh right. so if the hulk gets that badly damaged it's kind of inevitable that we know that tony's probably not going to survive the use Ooh. of it um and, and again as a mechanic i get it um they kind of part of me was like screaming why don't any of these magic users come over and cast a heal spell <laughs> maybe <laughs> anybody 
You know, if, if Obi Wan has super speed, <laughs> why couldn't he have stayed Qui Gon at the right? There's the, yeah, the, it's yeah, like the from a writing Phantom standpoint. Medicine. At that point, I saw what they were going for. This is their yeah. uh, their lovely bow out for Robert Downey Jr. Their uh, their yeah, I mean, and it's great because they have uh, a just an amazing scene where uh, you know Pepper is in tears and tells him that she can, he can rest like he did it. He saved everybody, yeah. uh, and he can rest. And then, and then his arc reactor goes dark. Right, yeah. and then we cut to basically a funeral scene. You know where they're floating his original arc reactor, like out in the it's lake the by the cabinet one, that he's in, and Mark One reactor. Yep. Yeah. And they kind of they pan back, and we see sort of the teams that we have met all standing together, sort of representing these various all phases. The major heroes and a couple, a couple others. Uh, they have the 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 now slightly more grown up kid from Iron Man three, yep. which I thought was like a, a kind of a cool thing they added they have in there. Thunderbolt Ross, who I guess Thunderbolt Ross is there. They have the guy that probably should have stayed Hill. snapped. Maria Hill. Well, he's she's with uh, Fury. Yeah, like she's part of the Shield contingent. Yep. Uh, yeah. So they have this like sort of this end thing going on, and then we you know they they talk about how they try like the Hulk tried to bring no, Black no, Widow no. back. Yeah, one, one of the things, like, people were online were saying, like, where's Natasha's funeral? Like, well, here's the thing. She has no family but the Avengers. Right. So I'm sure they, they recognized her in her yeah. own way. But and, they, they, and I think they kind of this, talk about that with some of the this, lines This, have, this but... I feel, is that that homage to that, you know? Right. You know, this, the, 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 the Hulk tried to bring her back because, as, you know, we established in Age of Ultron, they, they had made an attempt at a relationship, mm-hmm. I guess. They never got to see that out. Enough that they meant something to each other mm-hmm. where it was, you know, painful. Uh, yeah. But that, you know, they said, but we have to move on. It's the way, you know, Hawkeye yeah. has his family back. Yeah. Uh, and then I think he says that, like, that has to matter. Like, it has to, her sacrifice has to matter in how we move forward, you know, kind of thing. Uh, so then we cut to another scene where they now have to return all of the stones to where they should so, be. So, yeah, the mission's assembling to, to, to put the stones back into place. I don't know how the logic of that works that's gonna uh, like, I mean it, like anyone we have to like not knock Starlord out I mean, any, it, it, my guess is is that they have to go back like the whole reason to knock Starlord out is that they should be able to pop in right at that moment put the stone back and everything proceeds mm. as it should have been I mean I, that it has to be that that's what they were how do we for. reinsert the you know reality gem back into Natalie Portman before it's actually removed right. the, this is they gloss over the, all, they, all of yeah, that you know, it, we have to return Mjolnir to where it yeah, you know, and he, and he does he, yeah, and he does take Mjolnir back with him as well too supposedly so that yeah the for, there is a, for an, the dark world an interesting right. little piece on this too because in this big battle with Thanos that you know and as in the comics or has happened is that the shield gets Cap's shield gets destroyed like it just right. it gets broken into multiple pieces right. like during the battle uh, so we yeah we see Cap with Mjolnir and all the stones and he's got his quantum suit he's going to go for basically he's he's going to go return everything because at this point they've got all the time in the world you know to do it because there's nothing you know rearing its ugly head and uh he goes back they have they sort of make this big deal about going in five four and then nothing happens like he'll like it should be back it'll take all the time he needs he'll be back in 10 seconds back in 10 seconds and because time works differently right then they do have a little moment where before he goes back with bucky they sort of have a little conversation where it kind of i think alludes the idea that bucky knows exactly what he's going to do like he figured it out he goes i you know but yeah you need to do this buddy uh so he jumps 
doesn't come back, doesn't come back. Buffy says, I'll miss you. And I'm like, well, it's going to be 10 right. seconds. What's up? What's so that? So then they yeah. pan over and you see this, like someone sitting on a bench next to this, you know, lake. And we have this scene where it's like old Steve Rogers, like yeah. probably in his 70s or something like that. I think this... the Russos said he's like probably in his 80s, like something along those lines. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of a neat thing because we saw you know, an old version of Cap in the comics. And I think this is a little bit of a homage to that too, but in a different way, because they basically say that without saying it is that he, you know, they, I think they, they pointedly ask him, like he said, he lived his, he lived his happy life. He's got a wedding band and uh, Falcon, like Sam Wilson asks him, you know, you you want to tell me about her? And he goes, Nope. I don't think I will. I don't think I will. (laughs) Uh, because that moment's all about, uh, you know, again, another classic comic book moment, which I'm sure you were ecstatic for, but to me felt a little out of place. Uh, with, well, well, first well, of all, I, yeah, I, we, we've, we've talked about this on previous podcasts and the, the seeming progression of is the, a, the story progression is that Bucky is the one that takes over the legacy Bucky, first. Bucky takes the shield when, when Steve Rogers is supposedly shot and quote-unquote killed in comic book fashion. Um, yeah, we're not going to be becoming, that's gonna hold. That that's might be becoming a whole what is known in, in nerd circles as quote-unquote Bucky Cap. Yeah. Um, and... Which, incidentally, I thought Brubaker did a great job on that run. I loved what he did with it, and I was really looking forward to seeing that, and instead... It was not my favorite iteration, but that's okay, <laughs> you know. Um, but instead, um, in, uh, in, in surprising form, um, he hands the shield to Sam Wilson. And Bucky knows this is going to happen. And there are two big things with this, too, is that uh, it's a pretty big moment to hand it to Sam Wilson, because this is literally a passing of this legacy it also officially means that you know caps out he's like 90 something years old at this point it's, so well let, that that brings me to my and the shield my, is my, completely my repaired feeling which is that it, it's a shield it's 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 a title cap captain america is not a person it's a title uh and in in, in in my 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 philosophy of the i mean like Bear with me on this. You know, Cap- Captain America is bigger than one person. Um, it, it's it's a title, um, and uh, it, it's not. You know, Super Soldier doesn't make. You know, a, a hero. You know, we don't need Sam to be um, a, a enhanced or anything like that. Sam has has earned this. Sam uh, deserves this, and it's it's going to be. Th- thrilling 100% thrilling to to see this play out I am I am on board with this 100% so excited I that was a cheer moment for me in in the theater the first time through that I was just um I mean surprised I and I get and and thrilled I get where you're coming from but at the same token it was Bucky somehow less deserving of being able to take take on this uh title so to speak I, well that's just it it's, it's the two it's, of them it, have been together longer than we talk about who's worthy you know when, when sure. it comes out like Mjolnir or not who could wield Mjolnir well like we we know that you know if we if we go strictly by the comics uh Black Widow can wield Mjolnir um Spider-Man could probably wield Mjolnir um it, you know who's worthy you know do they know because it's Thor's thing you know that we just know that you know based on the writing based on what we want to establish as what what is deserved or not of worthy um we don't have to uh, 
Um, I mean, you know, we, we can make anybody worthy sure. in the comics. And I think it's the same thing with, like, Captain America. We can make anybody worthy. You know, how do we know that if, you know, once once we see what the future pans out, that Sam won't, won't decide that maybe maybe there's room in the world for two Captain Americas. Maybe maybe he doesn't need it anymore. Or he, maybe Sam wants to retire and he can hand it to Bucky, who's, you know, some kind of super soldier in and of himself, although, you know, with a slightly different history. Um, well, in a, di- I, in a different way, too. I mean, this is, I think, something they haven't done due diligence on, is, like, the nature of Winter Soldier is, like, He's not necessarily a, a superhuman. He has a cybernetic arm. Sure. You know, but to a certain extent, he's just a highly well-trained individual. This And this is, like again... Because somehow survived, I, you know, 80 years. But. Yeah, but, I mean, if they're going, again, by the comic part of it, it's because they would cryogenically store him in between... Hops. You know, missions. Yeah. They wouldn't use him for every single mission. They would use... Because that is basically sort of the same sort of like parallel to Steve Rogers. Steve Rogers is frozen from 1940 something to modern times. And so when they introduce Winter Soldier in the comics uh, and they finally get to the reveal that is Bucky and then they show how that happened and like have the idea that he was cryogenically frozen frozen is this parallel. Like the same thing happened to him. Like he's also a man out of time. You know, is how they got him to the present. Uh, the well, it was a little disappointed. That the thing is to bring Winter Soldier was a popular movie. Uh, to bring him into it was very much. Uh, they knew that as part of the fan index for Captain, like Captain America fans, a lot of them really liked the Winter Soldier storyline for it. Um, and you know, I think more myself included, more than a few of us wanted to see if they were going to go this far. Great, let's let's see Sebastian Stan be Captain America. It only, I mean, to me, it only even had to be one movie. I'd have been happy with that. Uh, to jump right to Sam Wilson, I'll be okay with that too. I'm sure they're going to do a fabulous job with it. It just seems like a disservice well, to Bucky to sort of have him go, "Oh no, I mean, cool, you're my buddy, and I and I trust you, and I like risk everything to bring you back to the side of the angels." But here, Sam, you take over. Maybe you know what we don't. Maybe we need to consider this too. Is that maybe Bucky doesn't want that. And that's entirely possible. Like I said, you know, it, uh, I, Bucky, I don't Bucky was know. chilling in Wakanda for you sure. Know, we we saw him get frozen at the end of Civil War. Mm-hmm. If you stay till the end of the cutscene, but then he's defrosted. We don't know what what's happened to him. He's sure. kind of living out this, uh, uh, you know, like Rambo. Well, they're they're <laughs> deprogram they're deprogramming it basically. They 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 talk about how Shuri's been working with him. Uh, you know, he's walking around without his arm. You know, kind of thing in like some. Like a little almost tribal existence kind of thing, and I, I, he's living like a man. Like I said, he he's having his peaceful moment. He's like living in this in this village. Like kids are playing with him. He's smiling. He looks like he's doing all right. Um, but again, this is like the same thing. These roots of like Steve Rogers' legacy is that all that said when they show up with like the case with his arm and a gun, yeah. and he goes, "Okay, where do you want me to go?" Like yeah. he is like it's that thing. He goes, I, "If you wouldn't be coming." To me, if well, you didn't need me, and if you need me, here I am. Like, yeah. you know, I'm a soldier, and this is the same thing. Like, the, all three of these characters are soldiers in, in different categories, and from different eras, you mm-hmm. know, largely. You know, we have Cap sort of represents the that World War II-esque, you know, morality and, you know, mindset. And, you know, through the whole Winter Soldier thing is a little bit more of a Cold War era type soldier they you know, Brubaker wanted to throw a lot more espionage and stuff into the Captain America lineup and 
Uh, I think that's what that represented. And when that story played itself out, I mean, there was a period where they handed it back to, you know, Steve Rogers for a while. Uh, and then they set the tone for him to ultimately hand it off to uh, Sam Wilson. And that's a whole another story, which was great in and of itself. And they talked very much about a cultural and political, you know, kind of renaissance of, like, not to put too fine a line of it, the idea of a black man representing America, you know, kind of thing. And, I mean, we could do a whole other thing on that. I just, my, my point is, yeah. is uh, I, I I love how you're super excited for this. I just kind of felt like it was, especially since Sebastian Stan signed to, like, a fairly lucrative multi-deal. I mean, it just seemed kind of, seemed to me, it seemed like a natural progression that they just kind of, like, and went no nope. we, we don't you know. know what the future holds right now you could be entirely right like we know that there is a uh, a tv series with the two of them in it so who knows i mean we'll just have to see what happens well uh we're hitting a little bit over the two hour mark so we're going to kind of cap this off a bit uh in that um i'm going to actually <laughs> not go on a tirade uh, about the whole time travel thing. Uh, I think that there's actually been a couple of things that have happened since I saw the movie that uh, Even the directors helped and writers. me a bit. Someone did a really cool chart mm -hmm. that showed all the branch timelines and stuff that would have been created, like sort of supporting this alternate universe theory. Because I believe uh, my comment, uh, you guys had all, almost everyone in our little group had seen it. I think I was the last one to get in and see uh, Endgame. And you like you had set up was it you that set it up where like we had yeah. a oh here's our here's our regular chat group about Marvel and like oh and then you get invited to this one as soon as you've seen Endgame because it's going to yeah. be all spoilery yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and I think my first comment in that group was like what did you think and I was like I think that Cap's a murderer he just killed two children and like like what like where did no. that come from and like most uh, to be fair I yeah. I was kind yeah, of poking for a reaction but uh, the the writer part of me is like you know, thinking back to this idea, and, and again, we've kind of gone back and forth on this, but this idea that we know from Winter Soldier that, you know, Peggy Carter got married, had two children, was the director of S.H.I.E.L.D., like all of this stuff, and then this idea that he went back and, and you know, reconnected with her and lived out his life with her would, you know, some would say you know, <laughs> that that circumvented the destiny of some other people for, like, his own purpose but then we get this parallel universe idea of maybe that happened and he lived out this other life in another universe with the, the russos all basically said was likely the but, case but the screenwriters because did. yeah they said well i mean and that's the story is he had to come back to our universe with the shield and so part of me was like part of me is thinking that my workaround for not being super disappointed with the whole like no bucky captain america is I would not be surprised for them to at some point maybe showcase that whatever parallel world he was in, maybe Sam Wilson was Captain America. That's the shield he brings back to our universe to give it to Sam Wilson to sort of carry that legacy forward. Because the line he uses in particular is he gives him the shield and says, how does it feel? And he says, like another man's... Or like someone else's. Like someone else's. He goes, it's not. And like you could take it the surface level of saying you earned it, it's yours now. Mm. But maybe there's something more than that. Maybe it is his I, shield. But you know, I I could I could pick at this and I could say like all these certain things you know about 
well, you know, we actually don't know 100% that it is Peggy Carter that he married. Right. No, we, we don't know. But well, we they, assume that this is a love scene where he went back to that apartment or that house? That he's, he's, in, the, or last, the last scene is dancing, dance, dance, in, dancing yeah. in, in, in her house. Is I mean, to me, that's as good as saying that that's exactly what he did. Yeah. Or and does I, he just have to dance and go, see ya, and he goes to Tinder someone new. And... <laughs> in 1950, <laughs> Tinder didn't exist. He, he could have taken a Stark phone back on they work Here's in any thing. timeline. <laughs> I, you know, like I said, we could pick this apart. Sure. I, yeah, I, it, I choose not to. I mean, everybody's going to take their own mm-hmm. bit from it. But, I, I mean, here's what I, my response to it has been, you and I can, can believe different things. Sure. Neither one of us will be right or wrong. No. And nobody's ever going to quiz us on it. No. So, you're, what, you, what you're really supposed to take away is, this is... A bittersweet but happy ending. Yeah, and I will say, all grievances aside, it was far outweighed by how good the movie was. I can <laughs> I could let a lot of stuff slide because the movie was just that good. Like it it was amazing. Uh, it was like as you, I think you said it best. It was the culmination of eleven years worth of cinema over twenty two movies. Twenty two movies. Twenty two movies to tell a concise story with a lot of characters. And it's not the end because I, I saw man, I saw so many posts leading up to it. It was like this is going to be a rough year. It's the end of Game of Thrones uh, and the end of Star Wars. Like it's not the end. It really is the beginning of everything. Like we're going to see a bunch of cool new stuff. Uh, and I mean, and that kind of gives us like I want to talk really briefly. Uh, like Far From Home, next movie is the next movie up if yes. I remember right. Yeah, uh, and, and they have said I think that officially the last. Of this the, of this the is the days. end of Phase Three, and so I think they're going to answer a few more questions for us. So, uh, you know, spoilers aside, uh, I believe the new trailer basically like throws out the idea that this mis- version of Mysterio is from another universe, which should support... Or is he dot dot Well, dot, right. I mean, mark. someone asked me flat out, I was like, oh, should we... It's like, you don't believe anything Mysterio says. That's Mysterio. Like, yeah. he is all... He literally is smoke and mirrors. <laughs> like, this mm-hmm. is the guy that does anything to distract from whatever he's doing. So I'm really enjoying to see that movie because I, I want to see what they're going to do with I it. I think it, it does open the door or it tantalizes the door that, like, now that we're on to the, to the next phase or thing or we're moving we're moving forward we can really take this anywhere we want you know yeah if we if we want to introduce mutants if we want to introduce the fantastic four we could just say well a parallel universe opened up when this you know the gamma ray radiation did did its mcguffin thing yeah and we didn't see any kind of like things like we might have we both predicted cutscenes or something along those lines but uh literally there was none of that like they kind of yeah straight to Ultimately, I think you know. While while it would have been fun, I I'm glad they didn't kind yeah, of I think quibble with the, with the to, side. They needed this to be like a bow on the Avengers story. Yeah, uh, they didn't. This this movie wasn't about introducing all the new stuff. It was about wrapping up the old stuff. Right. And so and kind of leaving the door open a little bit. Yeah. So far from home will be the next one that we see. They're gonna answer it. I think. They'll probably answer a few more questions. I mean, heck, for all we know, they could film a few more things and pop them in. Now that they've gotten fan reactions from the first one. We'll see how that goes. Um, we've got, you know, Disney TV is right on the horizon. We talked about this uh, earlier. There's a, a few TV programs that... Uh, one of the interesting ones, we know WandaVision is coming. So I thought we'd have some kind of resolution with the Vision, which didn't happen. So Yeah, we, did, we, didn't, we didn't see Vision as one of the heroes that did not come back. Right. So it'd be I'm kind of curious to see how that's uh, going to shape itself up. Uh, we kind of talked a little bit earlier. There's a Winter Soldier and Falcon 
or is it Falcon and Winter Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which I think uh, will be my thought is that it'll be like Bucky training Falcon to be the next Captain America. Could be, or like you said, I think that it might be two sides of Captain America. It could be that we see Sam Wilson as like the public hmm. face of it, while we have Winter Soldier like operating a little bit more in the shadows and stuff like that. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, and then there's also the Loki one, which I think they pretty much led right into that with having him disappear at the Tesseract, mm. uh, you know, during one of the time travel shenanigan things that they were doing. Um, and then we have our phase four stuff. So we know of a few things happening. We know the Black Widow two movie, Black Widow two, not uh, Black Widow Black two, Widow. Black Widow one. I'm jumping one. ahead. Of, I'm jumping ahead of myself. Uh, Black Widow is filming. We know that there's a uh, Doctor Strange 2, a Black Panther 2. Uh, I don't know if I've seen it in the books, but I think we can assume there's going to be a Captain Marvel 2. Uh, and then there's some interesting ones. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is back on, and now we know Thor is going to be a Guardian, or at least he maybe as, starts there and then disappears, however they want to call that. Um, but then there's the dark horse of it that we were both talking a little bit about before we started recording is uh, Shang-Chi. Uh, Master of Kung Fu. Yeah. Kind of a left field one. Uh, kind of the same as Eternals. Eternals is a, a little bit of a left field pick, but it feels more in the flavor of how, like, Guardians was nobody really knew them and they turned it into this powerhouse storyline. I think that Eternals is going to be kind of that same thing. But then to go and then do Shang Chi is sort of like this crazy, like, sidestep that really shows that they're not afraid I... to do a little bit of anything, really. Well, to, to, to do a movie with, um, with an Asian lead. Yeah, and, and by the way, if anyone's listening, you should get the guy from, the star from Badlands. Oh, that guy. That guy would yeah. be awesome. <laughs> like, he would be like the best Shang-Chi ever. And hey, they, they just wrapped that series up, so oh, fantastic. he should be free. I like that guy. I saw him in uh, Tomb Raider recently also. I, I forgot he was in Tomb Raider. Yeah, yeah. briefly. I'm like, oh, it's that guy. I can't remember where it moved. Oh, Badlands. Okay, yeah, yeah. boom. Sunny. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, Sunny, the, this character of Sunny is amazing in Badlands. Uh, he, would, he'll be, he would be a great Shang-Chi. Uh, but the other reason why I kind of am a little stoked for Shang-Chi is he has ties to other characters I am very fond of, like Iron Fist and Moon Knight. Uh, so, hey, you know, maybe... Daniel Wu, sorry. Wanted to get that out there. Oh, gotcha. Daniel, yeah. We might be moving in a direction where if this is successful, maybe that is going to show us some other stuff, which could be super cool. Um, could be. Let's see. We are at the 221 mark. We're going to go to 230. What can we talk about in... Sorry, not the two... We're at one twenty. Seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have seven minutes. Uh, once again, we're going to table Star Wars. There's some cool stuff coming, but we're going to table it because I we, think, as you said... We still uh, have a whole half been, a year to talk about Star Wars. We've been marbled out for a while, too. I think we need to diversify this, this will be our bit. end game for a little while. <laughs> our end game for a little bit on the Marvel front. Uh, it's funny, we've been mostly just talking about uh, just the like cinema content. It's been a while since we've been talking comic books. Uh, we need to maybe go back yeah. a little bit of that too. I am, you know, um, go go watch Agents of Shield. That first yeah. episode of the season was Agents pretty pretty sweet. Sure I gotta say, it was up. pretty amazing. We've got uh, Jessica Jones coming out later this year. Yep. Which unfortunately that'll be bittersweet because that'll be the last. I just finished we'll up. I just finished too. up Daredevil on Netflix, and that's kind of sad to see that one go because I think you know. And ironically, I loved the first season of Punisher, and I think I'm only half done with the second one. I just kind of I don't know just. Tapped out a, there was bit. a second there season. There is a but... second one. I only got halfway through it, and I was like, I'm, I'll go back to watch it, because it it's really good. It's yeah. just other stuff creeped up on me. I uh, completely forgot that was even out there. Uh, yeah, I think I've been spending my time watching Lucifer. 
yeah. on Netflix. That's a, if you haven't watched that, that's a, a fabulous show. You can actually catch all of it now because Netflix has all the previous seasons oh. as well, plus a new one that they're doing now that's a, a Netflix show. Uh, but, you know, Disney TV is coming, so who knows what we'll, what we'll see for that. They've got a lot of, I hopefully, really good ideas. Um, but, yeah, there's the, but there's a ton of Star Wars stuff coming out, too. Uh, I'm going to give a brief little piece because we still have about seven minutes, give or take. Um, we have another, you know, potential cinema universe opening up. This is one I'm maybe a little bit more well-versed on than you, I think, based off our previous conversation. But Valiant Comics mm. uh, has a bunch of their properties uh, coming through Columbia Pictures. Uh, who recently bought the rights to a bunch of stuff. And we had been looking at a couple things, and I noticed that there's like a 2020 release for a Bloodshot movie, um, which, although not my favorite character of the group, is a pretty solid one to do an action-adventure movie from. And it looks like they got Vin Diesel to do it, so they got a little bit of star power behind it. Uh, I would love to see like a Harbinger one, um, which could lead us into like maybe seeing Faith, uh, as a solo, Zephyr, which that's one, yeah. Uh, well, th- yeah, Zephyr is her her code name, right? Uh, her mutant name. No, they don't do mutants in Valiant. It's their their harbingers, right? Uh, but I would love to see a harbinger movie. Those that would be a great one to see. Uh, and uh, Exo Manowar would be pretty cool too. With what we've seen with what they did with Iron Man, uh, Exo Manowar would be a great one too. Uh, Maybe we can deal a little bit with that, but um, that's kind of interesting to see that kind of stuff popping up as well. Um, we've got uh, something I'm kind of excited for is the next season of The Expanse, now that Prime uh, mm-hmm. sort of saved them from imminent death from sci-fi dumping them. So it looks That'd like they're going to... I think so. Okay. Yeah, I think they finished with Abaddon's Gate. Okay. Uh, and so they're going to move forward with that one, which it only gets better from there. So uh, that's that's pretty exciting. Um, I think there's anything else really. Oh, the I just finished up the last season of The Tick. Uh, if you haven't watched The Tick, <laughs> the Prime, uh, the Amazon, Amazon Prime, Prime version yeah. of it, I may have to loan you my... Oh, no, I would never do that. You're not no. supposed to, to do that. But um, you should definitely... <laughs> definitely watch that uh yeah if you really want something a little bit more light-hearted take um that is a fantastic one and it's nice short chunks they're only half hour episodes so um they're easy to you know watch a few of them uh, as you go through that um yeah ironically we don't do a lot of um game of thrones and stuff like that either but that's wrapping itself up well um, i think you know this year on what season oh Second to last, I guess, or right before the seventh season. I don't know. We, we, we watched... You know what? We can we we might need to commit to come back to that we... after you've taken it all in and see what your thoughts are. Yeah, we're we're doing like a, a really speedy catch up here because yeah. I I stopped watching it after maybe season four or five, and there's been a long gap. And then my wife, who hasn't caught up with the, she's read the books, but she hasn't caught up with the series. Yeah, I mean, I I did the books quite a while yeah. back, but I mean, where same, we're same at right me, now, yeah. the books have nothing to do with. Yeah, what doing, I, I so. think we both you know called the point in the series where. We realized, okay, this is the last thing we read, and and, now, and, now, new, and, and everything yeah. else is glorified fan yeah. fiction. Um, so, yeah, with 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 various responses and and uh, feelings on that, with both readers and non-readers alike, uh, it'll be an interesting series to cover now that uh, now that we're reaching the end of it. You know, we'll, um, we'll, people will be picking yeah. this apart for years, and there's talk of like prequel series happening. Oh, yeah, I think that was, with as successful as I think that was a foregone conclusion. Yeah. Um, I will say, too, um, as far as a 
uh, like a quick picks, if we want to call it. Um, something I have been reading in trade that I highly recommend reading right now is uh, Kirkman's Oblivion Song. Uh, I have the first two trades. Uh, if you're not familiar with Kirkman's work, you may be familiar with The Walking Dead, uh, which is sort of his more famous creation. Invincible, didn't he do? Uh, oh, Invincible. Yeah, I yeah. totally forgot about Invincible. Yeah, that's a yeah. good one, too. Um, but Oblivion Song is a really kind of interesting take uh, in that a it's basically a experiment to view another universe goes horribly wrong to where a chunk of Philadelphia gets shifted to this other universe that's very sort of Lovecraftian and shadowy and just not great uh and like a lot of his stuff it's not about the situation that it's in it's what happens to people in that situation the picture and the frame the two different things yeah the walking dead same thing yeah same idea it's like it's not about the zombies zombies. it's about about the the awful things that people do to each other in in the face of like extreme jeopardy uh we got a couple of minutes what have you been reading um, lately uh free comic book day kind of came and went on Missed may 4th you know boom had to work but uh but it's a great time to hit your local bookstores and support them um and when i was uh perusing the stores um i picked up uh the uh the new uh unstoppable wasp uh written yeah. by jeremy jeremy whitley um, it's all right. It's a it's a fantastic series, and it's it's available in um, in a in a condensed uh, digest version now for like twelve bucks. If you haven't read it, you should go out and pick that up immediately. Um, I think it's it's a great series. It uh, introduces a new character into the uh, the Hank Pym. Wasp it was a world. very cool introduction of the character. I think yeah. that particular series, much like. Squirrel Girl and some of that is a little too over the toppy for me, but uh, it, it, it's for a different audience. I can definitely honest, see how it would be very. I mean, don't get me wrong. I pretty much read the entire series yeah. in Marvel Unlimited, so it held me enough to like read it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it just wasn't. It wasn't my favorite, but the character is very cool. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't want to spoil too much, but there's some really interesting things. This is a spoilery one. podcast. No, not, not, not for new readers, but yeah. Um, also, I picked up. Uh, we mentioned it last on the last podcast, but the Tennessee Coates um, Captain America trade. Yeah, yeah, really good. Which uh, been um, enjoying that so far. Very interesting how that's developing. Um, I picked up the recent Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur number six. Now I think they're on. Um, and uh, to get away from Marvel, I, I I can I can read Marvel all day. I'm sorry, I, you know, I make no apologies for that. But you can have your favorite ice cream and still. Try other yeah, flavors but you, you know, like you can't you. live on a diet of ice cream. You have to kind of branch can't out. Can't you? So, uh, uh, no, you probably yeah. can't. Don't don't do that. You turn into Thor. You know? <laughs> Lebowski Thor. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> pretty sure he's got <laughs> cheese in his veins. Right uh, yeah. Um, no, he's dead. <laughs> he's sitting there just stoned out. Anyway, um, but uh, but yeah. So to step away from um, uh, from that, I. Uh, I picked up the first book of an all ages title, uh, Hilda, which oh, my wife and uh, I, yeah, uh, my daughter and I just finished watching the whole series it's on Netflix. Amazing! It's, it's really, a, really good. You know, it took me a couple episodes to kind of get it. I had to warm up to it at first too, but yeah, then I, and I, like I really three or four episodes in, I'm started, I started to kind of like fall into it and, and appreciate it. And we, and then we went back and watched the first couple again, which made more sense yeah. and just kind of. And they they renewed it. There's another season coming. Fantastic! So that's cool. yeah, yeah, it's amazing. I think the the voice of. Uh, Hilda is uh, 
the the Lyanna Mormont <laughs> from Game of Thrones actually. I I didn't even catch yeah, that. Yeah, you know, so much a much different um, capacity. It's kind of a similar character with less stabbing. Yeah, I, I think it's <laughs> um, it, it's it's a it's a beautiful animated series on Netflix now, and uh, I'd recommend you watch it. I uh, since since my son was born, we've been doing bedtime stories, and we yeah. just like we watch like uh, an episode of Shira or an episode of. Uh, uh, DuckTales or an episode of um, Hilda. But um, since it is based on a graphic novel, I wanted to kind of uh, explore that. So I picked up the first volume of Hilda, uh, the graphic novel. Um, which yeah, I you should like sort of predose because uh, Birthright was not a winner for my infant son. Ah. <laughs> yeah, that's a different, <laughs> that that's a, a, that's a different fantasy. Great yeah. series. Don't read it to your small children. Yeah. Um, no, there's, there's some dark stuff that goes down in that particular <laughs> but but it's a great it's a great number one to pick up for under ten dollars uh, yeah and actually if you are a purveyor of fine digital comics uh comiXology um is has at least like the first three trades available to read with the subscription or i think with their unlimited sure. with their unlimited you can read it right now and that doesn't require you to pay anything for it so um, yeah, actually. highly recommend digital subscription services right now, especially if you want to play catch up. So yeah, how, however you 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 take in your your comic reading and your uh, you know whether you whether you buy singles or floppies as they're called, whether you buy trades or whether you do it digitally, um, your bag and board. It's it's a great time to be a fan and to uh, support your stores and your favorite creators and authors um, by jumping on board with this, and uh, highly recommend you check. Uh, check out your favorites and uh you know pay them you know yeah. it's okay to it's okay to it's pay, okay to pay yeah them. whether you pay comiXology for yeah. an issue of a, of a comic that you like so you can read it on your ipad whether you go buy a trade paperback whether you buy the issues and they come out every month uh do pay do buy these them. people to create cool stuff for us to talk about yeah uh and on that note we are at the one hour and 33 mark Boom. Uh, so well done. High five. High five. <laughs> we will, uh, hey, we're on a good schedule. Uh, we're going to commit to being back to you in a month or less and talk about some other cool stuff. Um, I don't think that Far From Home will be out by then, but we'll have That's other... a July release. Yeah, so we'll, have other, we'll, we'll have other stuff to talk about by then. Um, there's out. a lot of, uh, I mean, heck, we almost branched off just on talking in comics, so we finally started talking about that again. Yeah. So we will have more stuff we'll for you, Game wherever Thrones, you may we'll be Star Wars in the up. world. We've been talking about that soundtrack oh, yeah. podcast yeah. for a long time. Yeah, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to that one. Um, yeah. we'll, we'll get there. Uh, but as always, we thank you for listening. We thank you for taking uh, an hour and now 35, possibly 40 minutes before we're done. Uh, but taking that time to listen to us, it means a lot to us. Uh, we're just uh, two nerds who like to talk about comics and a lot of other things that we're going to branch into. But uh, we, you know, it, otherwise it'd just be us talking into the wind if you guys weren't listening and gals and anyone else in between. Um, but thank you for your patronage. Uh, I don't know what else to say. I'm going to leave it with you, Steve. Uh, I am Iron Man. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. This is, uh, what's it? Be super? Be super. There we go. All right. Stay super. Stay. Stay super. Super. And, uh, catch you next time, guys.